0: I'm Kristen, and I'm Mike, and this is The Business Family. Family. You are listening to episode seven of The Business Family. On today's episode, we talked to Kyle and Lynn Wheeler of Kyle John Photography, all about their newest business venture, Bear Farms. We dig into the different ways to take risks building a luxury brand and creating from your passions. We get to literally sit on their property and hear their story, so you're going to definitely want to listen in. Let's just jump right in. And uh, I would love to just get a little timeline. So just so everybody knows, um, you guys are involved with, obviously, Kyle John Photography. And Lynn, I actually don't know, like, any (laughs) of your background, so I I to you a little bit. But also, you guys are starting a luxury wedding venue called Bear Farms. Um, So, yeah, just give us a rundown of, like, marriage, kids, business, jobs, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. You want to start with marriage and kids?
0: Well, um,
2: we met in, I think it was 2005 or something, (laughs) a while back, and um, I'm from Denmark, so we kind of had this like whirlwind romance, and I moved to Chicago, and we got married in 2009, so we just had our 10th wedding anniversary. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And we were pretty young when we got together. So I was still in school and he was in school and we didn't really know what we wanted to do. But Kyle, I think, always had this passion for photography that he kind of, he learned from his dad. His dad's Mm. a photographer and his grandfather was too. And
1: Yeah. I mean, it was was definitely my intention was fully to become a doctor. Okay. Um, So my undergrad was pre-med. And that was the kind of the path that I was aiming to take. But of course, at the same time, I had this desire for uh, artistic
2: expression, Expression,
1: I guess you could mm-hmm, say. Yeah. yeah. Um. And because my dad had, I mean, we had traveled as a family all the time and any money we would save up, my friends would be going to Disney World. Meanwhile, we'd be going out West and taking vacations. Cool. Kind of like what you guys are about to do. Um, And we'd hop in a car and we'd go out and we'd have our film cameras and we would just take Mm, photos and that was that. Um, So I think it kind of came about naturally because of that. But at the same time, Lynn and I didn't really and I feel like we still don't (laughs) know where we wanted to live. Um, So I kind of knew always that becoming a doctor was a passion of mine, I guess you could say. But at the same time, the practical nature of that where we wanted to live didn't really make that much sense for me to go down that path.
0: Gotcha. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Mike I'm is back. back. He was just getting Baby's sage asleep. to go to sleep. Aww. So he's back. She got it.
1: Her song.
3: Aww. you song.
1: You heard her in the background. Aww. So I'm sure that will be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It'll <laughs> be great. Business sure family. Did. The
3: business
0: yeah. family. <laughs> got it. Real life. Yeah. That's right.
1: So where where did we. What did we. Well, uh, so, so,
0: yeah. yeah. So you guys got yeah. married. We got married in school still. Yeah. Yeah. So we had like
2: five years, I think, where we're just kind of trying to figure things out. Like I was studying in Copenhagen, so I would be traveling back and forth and Kyle was here and we were just kinda like we had all these random jobs just kind of trying to (laughs) survive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And uh and you were living in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And um so that kind of just influenced everything a lot. And then I think at one point, Kyle started uh, doing wedding photography. And at first it was more just to like supplement our income while he was in school.
1: Yeah. I um, took on a second shooting job with a friend. Yeah. Uh, after coming back from one of our trips in Copenhagen, I was interning for a newspaper there doing more photojournalism stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially came back and asked, was asked to second shoot and kind of just fell in love with the process. I mean, it wasn't it was it was those weddings that you shoot at the beginning of your career that you look back and you're like, Well, that was interesting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for some, some reason story, there was still so. yeah there was still something that really was appealing to all of that kind of world yeah. for me
2: wow. well and i I think at one point you just kind of <clears> realized <throat> that oh, I can really make a living out of this, and you know so we just started pursuing that more and like I think you f- you met people that um we're kind of doing a different type of wedding photography that you found really interesting. And so yeah. we just started pursuing that doing style shoots. Um, and that was actually right around the same time that I got pregnant with our first child. So yeah. I think that also just really lit our fire, like in terms of, okay, we got to
1: like 100%.
2: take this to the next level. We got to hmm. get moving.
1: I was sitting with a friend and we were sitting on the carpet trying to eat her a vendor meal and it was at a country club and it was just a wedding that was not all that great. Like the day had just gone so terribly. And I remember sitting there and we're eating our soggy sandwiches on the floor (laughs) and I was like, man, I just need to like start looking at things on my phone and kind of escape for a few seconds. And I just got into this, this hole of kind of looking at this person's Instagram and this person's Facebook and eventually realized that a there's this guy, his name's Tech Pataja, a good friend of mine now. Um, but he I noticed that he was shooting medium format film with his workflow for weddings. Hmm. And at that point I was just second shooting and doing a few of my own weddings, but it was solely just through digital work. Um and because of the fact that I had this just tangible love for film and shooting film and kind of That was just a part of what my passion and what my desire always was and kind of just my attachment to photography. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed that he was just shooting and doing a different type of wedding and working with uh, planners that I had never really heard of before. And it was just this whole other world that I felt like was opened up to that. Um, So, of course, naturally it piqued my interest and I thought to myself, well, if I can start integrating this into my workflow, what can become of what I'm doing mm-hmm. and the brand that we can build together.
0: Yeah, It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So,
1: Anything else? What I feel yeah. like we left out a lot I of stuff. <laughs> but
2: but no, that's it, great. It's a lot of years. I worked, yeah. so just
1: to you know, what I, what I did, you said random jobs. Uh, let me pull out the list. There was, I worked for Intelligentsia in the roasting warehouse for a while. Um, I worked and did roofing sales. I also tore roofs off. I would come home. I remember there was a day and it was a hot summer day and we were tearing off this tar nasty roof and her parents were visiting from town and I came home around, around dinner time, and I was just like, had black soot all over my body. <laughs> and it was that moment I'm thinking like, this definitely can't be the rest of my life. And like, God, there are people up on the roofs every day. Mm-hmm. My friend owns a roofing company. A couple of our friends do. Um, And these guys do it day in and day out. And they just, that's what they love to do. They love to work with their hands. But for Mm -hmm. me, I just, it just obviously wasn't my (laughs) passion. That's awesome. So.
0: So now you have Ingrid, who's, she's two. She's going to be two, yeah. And Bear Farms has become this new thing that's been happening. So tell us a little bit about, like, when did Bear Farms even become a thought? And a little bit about what it will be and and how it came to be.
3: And and we that's where we are, right? We're yeah. literally have, have we're you, here. When I was gone, we <laughs> say why we're outside.
0: Yes, You did? We are. No, at we at didn't talk about it. So yeah. we are at
3: Kyle and Lynn's 70 acres of property up here in Michigan. Yeah. That yeah. they literally, right before this, were walking around with their architect. Yes, um, just Matt Messner. Yeah. So here we are, 70 acres property, beautiful.
1: Yep. Very, yeah. very, very weeded at the <laughs> yeah. moment with lots of wildflowers, which yeah. but we it's were beautiful. just thinking we might Sanctuary. keep. Sanctuary. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe have a honey area over there. We'll oh, see. Oh, nice. Yeah. All about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I don't exactly, I feel like the the idea came about within like hardcore and again, kind of touching on what it said with just the fact that we, when we have children, it it becomes so apparent and so real that. Whatever we're doing at that point in life, we need to find a, a way, a solution, a better path for ensuring that we can support our families and do it efficiently and still work and do something that we love doing, but at the same time, have enough time for our family and create mm-hmm. an environment that is so vastly different from what we have. Something that allows us to uh, sit back and relax and enjoy moments rather than feeling like we're rushing around, which is, I mean, we're in the busy wedding season right now and everything is running around and we're tired. (laughs) We feel like the world is spinning, but, um, the idea came about, I would say two years ago, we had kind of been toying around, around with the idea of, um, if we could create something different, uh, than the wedding venues that are currently available within the Midwest. And I do a lot of destination work for weddings. Um, So I'm fortunate enough to see what other wedding venues work and kind of what they're doing and how they're making these spaces really creative, but also tying that to nature. Um, And there are a lot of venues that are great outside of Chicago that have that kind of nature vibe that are a barn or whatever they may be. Um, But doing something that felt, I suppose, more upscale, um, something that you could tie music into you could tie art into you could tie food in conversation and and more more so about community in the experience of the weekend Hmm. as opposed to we're a venue and we have and there's nothing wrong with that but we have a event on a Friday and we also have another event on a Saturday and we have another event on a Sunday so you're in on a Friday but you gotta leave and I think for me We wanted to create something in a beautiful landscape and eventually, I mean, this is obviously all weeds now, but creating something that integrates farming and again food and um, just having a space where the client can come in and we're still figuring a lot of this out, but they can come in on a Thursday or a Friday and they can leave on a Sunday. Hmm. Um, And creating a weekend for their guests and their family and having a weekend celebration Mm -hmm. as opposed to just a day celebration. but yeah, I don't know if you want to jump in with like the design and kind of the ideas that we're thinking about. Right yeah,
2: now. I mean, uh, so um, I'm from Denmark and I think there's, you know, I think Danes or Denmark are famous for a lot of like uh, interior design and like architecture. And um, I guess just like that Nordic aesthetic that has been really popular the, the past what, like five years or ever mm-hmm. since Instagram became a thing, it was <laughs> probably more popular
1: somewhere outside of Chicago yeah. way back. But I feel yes, like we're yeah. a little late to the game yeah. sometimes, Always. but um,
2: <laughs> I don't know. And and I think, um, just for us, like I think we just a lot we just haven't what we're imagining for this to be, we just haven't seen anything really over here that has that type of like more Nord Nordic uh, aesthetic. Um, But also I think what's really important to us is that it becomes this uh, space where people can kind of come and you can form meaningful relationships or you can um, like come and experience nature, like be inspired, like just kind of relax. Yeah. Like be in a place where you can just breathe and uh, kind of, reset your perspective so what would
3: that nordic style that you're talking about look like i guess how would you describe that
2: uh i may probably like minimalistic yeah so clean um, i mean i always say to
3: people like
1: we're in our architect we should have just pulled him in here real quick he could have explained he's walking around somewhere yeah Yeah. (laughs) um but (laughs) we we're, we're talking a lot about focusing on obviously the minimal aspect but um creating clean lines, so so angles and the way that light comes into the building mm. so that it doesn't distract from the subject or the environment or uh, the details that you're perhaps taking photos of. Um, and really everything is, is using minimal... There's a bug. Yeah. Um, minimal materials, so um, no gold chandeliers or, or any, like, lush. Again, I mean, we're talking luxury, something that's more upscale, but I think upscale can definitely feel clean and minimal at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but something, again, that just, it, it feels welcoming and inviting, but nothing is distracting with the eye to the point where you're just able to appreciate the simplicity of what the building is. Um, so the the idea right now that we're working with, and I mean, this, man, this could change because we're obviously so early in the stages right now, um, but is creating a space space that can host a decent amount of people um, but also functions in a, a multitude of ways so having a space that welcomes the guests um, having a space that's perhaps solely dedicated for dinner and mm-hmm. then having another space where the guests are led into a area where they're having the dancing and perhaps some lounges some other areas where people can hang out um, and kind of just creating those spaces that feel more intimate as opposed to large open spaces where you can't really feel that and kind of having the essence of what feels like home hmm. um, in that in that regard, I guess. And again, I mean, we're, we're so early in all of this, but I think that's the exciting part is that we get to kind of we get to make it our own. There's no other buildings out here. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to run power. We have to dig wells. Right. Yeah. That's fun though.
0: That's super fun. Yeah. And I think I've, I mean, I've thought this from the beginning when I first heard that you guys were doing this, it's just so unique that you guys are photographers and the fact that, you know, pictures are the only thing that are going to last, right. It's yeah. like pictures or video, but really photos are, are so such a tangible way to remember. Yeah. Um, And they're just kind of the legacy and the fact that you guys get to really design the space and you're thinking in that way is so unique i think
2: and that's what's really cool about our architect too is that um he also uh takes a lot of pictures and he's really into photography and uh i think that it's something that he was very excited about just like kind of creating this the ultimate venue Mm -hmm. (laughs) for wedding photography too that's amazing um so it'll be really fun to see what ends up happening it seems yeah. like you know like sometimes the project in itself just seems so overwhelming because you know when you stand out here and you just see <laughs> this is literally just a field with weeds on it and, yeah. <laughs> and some woods and there's so much stuff to be done but it's really also just incredibly exciting to I think to I think the one thing think I forgot where to... we'll be at in a few years
1: yeah mm-hmm. I mean it could be it could be anything um, yeah what we what we did which i I really thought was important and kind of trying to be very thoughtful and meticulous in the way that uh, we design, but at the same time the things that we uh, integrate into the build and into the design um, so back in april i I had called we were actually in Denmark visiting her family um, I had sent out I think a hundred different emails to friends of mine that are planners, but also people that I haven't had the opportunity to chat with ever, Hmm. um, but are up in that top tier of planners, uh, planning lists or whatever you could say. Um, so I just asked to set up phone calls and just said, I would love to have these conversations with you because we want to design and build from the perspective of all of us. Hmm. So us being photographers, them being planners, the designers, the florists, things that make sense because the key is yes we want to build a space for the client and their families in a place that they want to really be and they feel inspired by the beauty and the design of the architecture um but also a place where vendors want to be i mean i hate the word vendors but Mm -hmm. that's what we are i guess you could say (laughs) um but i mean a place that you look back and you're like well gosh that was awesome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of course i want to go back there and of Mm -hmm. course i want to refer these people and of course I want to continually try to get back there. Um, So having that from a like multi-pronged approach I guess you could say and that Mm -hmm. the client wants to be there of course with their families but also the vendors equally want to be there because we know how it is from those times from that moment circling back to where my photo journey I believe began in integrating film was on a carpet floor. In a country club with a soggy sandwich, thinking to myself, God, I hate
3: this. Yeah, (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So. Even as professional photographers and videographers, we found ourselves using our cell phones to capture a lot of our on-the-go content for both our family and our business. That's why we purchased Moment Lenses. Moment makes a variety of lenses and photography gear for your mobile device that can elevate your cell phone camera to a more professional quality. If you're interested in learning how Moment Lenses can up your cell phone game, check out the slash moment and get 10% off any of your purchase. Yeah. To go back to something that Lynn was saying about how big this feels, like how many things there are to do, the fact that you're starting from scratch and there's so much to do. How did, how did you think of the idea? Well, you, so you thought of the idea and then then what? Just kind of like walk us through that process a little bit, because like a lot of people might have these big ideas and they're just like, I, I don't know what to do, yeah. I don't know where to start. Yeah, like yeah. like what do you do? Because you you had again, you started talking to planners. I'm sure you started talking to banks. Like yeah. you had to find property, you had to find money, you like yeah, what did all of that look like? Um,
2: I think initially, yeah, like my foot's if asleep. I can
1: start,
2: I think initially don't fall, it was.
1: Fall down. <laughs>
2: Um, we just started looking at land, actually. Yeah, we just, just started looking real online agent. And, and we went and we saw a few places and we actually found this property that we really liked. And, um, last, last year, yeah, last yep. year. And it had, it was completely different than this property. It had, uh, a planted pine tree forest. It was really beautiful. And, uh, when we went to make, we actually made an offer on it and, um, you know, it was our first time ever making an offer on anything, so was, there was just a lot of things that we didn't know in Plus, terms of like how it works to get a loan and like all this stuff. We just kind of like jumped into it, and um,
1: I feel
3: it, like we were we half did, committed obviously at that point it. Too.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were half committed. I think we we're still just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Did you have um, any of
3: the business plans figured out at that no, point? No, no. Really. You're just like <laughs> <No>. let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I
3: yeah. felt like I felt like it was
1: a shot in the dark. I mean, yeah, it, we've always. We're kind of weird in that we've always yeah. been, I guess you could say, cash heavy as opposed to investing. And I think a lot of people have said we're stupid and that idea is dumb. But to me, it's always made sense because we've had dreams. Hmm. And to me, I know that to begin something, you have to have the money to do it. That's just the simplicity of the fact. I mean, um. so, yeah, we started obviously looking for land. Go ahead, babe.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> okay, I kind of lost my Okay, no friend. worries I can jump back in So
1: <laughs> so yeah, we started looking for land back then And again, we were half there We were kind of like Well, this is a fun idea We, we had the finances to do it Let's make a uh, What we thought was a fair offer um, But evidently it was too low uh, We didn't get the property Somebody else ended up recently getting it For I think $5,000 more than our oh offer my um, So they came back at us Oh my gosh They came back That works at us uh, at full price, yeah. So
3: not the five thousand dollars more, yeah. Um, so you we, probably set it up for him, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, absolutely, the next person.
1: absolutely. Yeah. And um, that didn't work out. But the interesting thing about that is the land we have now is is agricultural zoning. The boring information here that would have most likely been zoned commercial or residential, which would have been a vastly different tax tax bracket. Um, Interesting. At the well, same time,
2: in terms of yeah, sorry, uh, in terms of uh, just the ideas of what the land can be and actually using it to grow something on it yeah. and um, whatever that might be.
3: Did we talk about what bear farms means? No. Go ahead. We yeah.
2: did not. Uh, so bear in da- in Danish is berry, and uh, so we're hoping to grow. Berries <laughs> eventually, <Blueberries. laughs> and you found some raspberries yeah. today. We found some raspberries. Yeah, some wild exciting. raspberries. We also have ramps
1: and morels yeah. and yeah, all kinds of things oh. that we've yet to discover. Yeah, um, yeah. So we went in that direction, and I mean, I feel like I feel like I've always been, uh, I guess, interested in taking risks, and those definitely that. That aspect there, when we first started making offers on these other properties, we had no business plan. We just knew that we wanted the property to build something. Um, and we knew we could make it work based on the fact that this is not here. And I've seen things that are somewhat similar in other states and other parts of the world and the country that that are excelling and they're doing incredibly well. Um, but at the same time... Back then, we again, like Mike said, we had no business plan and we we're kind of just going into it blindly. Um, so, really, I feel like when it started to kind of just come into place is when we found the real estate agent that we worked with with this property first, mm. um, and just so so informative. But at the same time, we built this relationship and this trust together, um, and he helps us negotiate a incredible price on this piece of land, and it had been sitting vacant forever, which benefits benefits us in a multitude of ways, but one of those is farming. Because it was farmed three years ago, um, the ability for us to grow things almost immediately um, becomes easier for us because of the pesticides and all of that. That's no longer most likely in our soil. Wow. Um, so yeah, at that point, we uh, once we started getting really serious about the specific piece of land, we realized we needed to begin engaging an architect and we needed to start talking with banks. Um, And just to be like completely transparent, we paid for our architect ourselves. We paid for the land ourselves and we've yet to secure a loan for the actual build of the property, but us having the full set of plans with our architect, once those are complete, We go through our process with permitting and then we go through the process with the banks. Okay. If banks don't work out, we start speaking with investors. Um, So it's a, I feel like a crazy whirlwind of Mm -hmm. things that we've done already, but also things that we still need to do. Um, But I, it's just, I don't know where, I, I don't know if I'm more confident than Lynn is and maybe it's just, I'm naive because we haven't actually started putting a foundation down, <laughs> but I feel like the idea we we are incredibly passionate about it, but I think just gauging the interest from other people and the planners that I've spoken with and you guys that we've spoken with and just the ideas that Mike and I have already talked about with having blueberries on our farm and making blueberry wine and maybe making ciders. and. All kinds of awesome things that this property really can do and sustain outside of the venue and the business mm-hmm. of that itself. And I mean, again, with everything, you have to start small, um, which is what we'll do. Um, and small in the standards of the scale of this property, I guess right. you could say. <laughs> but I mean, the, the the business plan is based on us building a building and having weddings. And then from there, we'll scale everything else out, hopefully. So that didn't, I feel like, answer what you actually asked.
0: <laughs> no, it's going, you guys are great. This is perfect. Um, I, I remember talking to you, Lynn, mm-hmm. during this, we just spoke about this a couple weeks ago, but during the whole process of buying the land, you guys were maybe looking at buying a house, possibly yeah. you guys live in the city, looking at the suburbs, and that kind of changed. So can you talk to us about that process? even while you were looking at the suburbs, I know for us being in Chicago has really boosted what we're able to do, the connections Mm -hmm. we're able to have, all that kind of stuff and really grown our business. So just curious to hear a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, not being from America, (laughs) I don't really know how, you know, how it is to attend a school over here or mm-hmm. how you know really does it, it it's it is feels like to be a child over here and um and uh so like in terms of like upbringing you know like I have this probably like uh very like uh television based view of like what I hope an American childhood is like sure <laughs> you know <laughs> And which you know, I think growing up, I would always dream about like, you know, a a big house in the suburbs and like kids riding their bikes to school and hmm. you know, all that, all that uh, stuff. Um, and I mean, we like being in the city and it's it's convenient and it's it's great, especially for Kyle because he has a lot of meetings with clients and. Um, but I just I think we were just kind of hoping to find that place where. We could have a have a home and it could be the home that when our kids are in college or married or have kids of their own, that they could come back to that home. And it could be like that's just like our forever home is where mm. mom and dad is. It's where, you know, our roots are. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think having roots somewhere is really important for both Kyle and I, because, you know, like I moved around a lot when I was a kid and and um, I obviously moved all the way over here. and. I think, you know, Kyle also really longs for having more of like that um, stable scenario. Um, so that was really what was driving it. And our son starts school soon. So we were really just looking at, okay, where's where's the good schools? And yeah, we Chicago actually we found out has a bunch something. of great schools. So <clears throat> so we're, we're just going to do that for now. But um, we found a house. I was really into it. We made an offer and... We were like already, you know, trying to decide what kind of finishings to have. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> we, were ha-
2: we were halfway. Everywhere, yeah, yeah, we were like, really Bye. excited. And then at the same time, we were doing the venue, and so it was just very exciting. And um, that was just it really this, just this winter, Yeah, right? it was this winter, yeah. and it really just came down to just sitting down and thinking, okay, what's smarter, you know, because. Technically, we probably could do both, but it would just be tight. And, you know, like, I feel like especially with a big project like this, it is nice to have a little bit of a cushion or um, not feel like you completely overextend yourself financially.
3: Do you think part of it, too, is just like right now you at any point you could downsize? Yeah. and do whatever you need but if yeah. you have a house you have yeah. to pay like that's a bill you have to pay every month yeah
2: exactly like, no matter what limit, yeah.
3: limiting the risk <laughs> yeah so well, that and, you can put it where you want
1: yeah, yeah definitely and well, the house too i mean just to let you know it was a great house but it also definitely needed some significant yeah. work mm, okay. so we knew that obviously time that would have been an issue and the financial aspect again of pouring yeah. a bunch of cash that <laughs> chaos yeah. falling off the car um <laughs> pouring cash that obviously we could dedicate to this and hiring our architect and mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah. it was just we make this decision to buy a house or we make this decision to really go all in over here mm-hmm. and make this happen yeah. um,
2: but it definitely for me at least it wasn't an easy decision and i spent I a lot of time so than,
1: more so than me for sure yeah it was i was hard for you. i
2: it took me a long time to really kind of let go of that idea um but I, I feel like I ended up feeling really good about it actually just because I, I it just financially it made sense and um even now just I think what really bothers me is that our apartment is super small like we live the way we do because it again allows us to save more money and kind of like pursue what we're doing now but um I just felt like I was so close in sometimes there. And now since we've had this property, you know, that we have the opportunity to just come out here, hang out, be outdoors, mm-hmm. like let our kids run wild in the woods. And, you know, it's just really incredible. And yeah. I definitely feel like I, I get that um, breath of air <laughs> that I need, you know, from the freedom from <laughs> City living for a little bit when we come out here, so yeah. I, that definitely helped a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Do and, you feel like bear farms could become that, like coming home spot for your kids? Like, do you do you get the sense that, or you're like, yeah, like yeah. bear farms, but like we still really need, yeah, that kind of thing back in Chicago or wherever we end up living.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I guess I hope so. You know, I mm-hmm. think I've tried to imagine that more so i do think we'll end up spending a lot of time out here once yeah that's once there's a building (laughs) you know i think (laughs) we'll probably spend every weekend out here if not more and i mean at one point we did toy with the idea of also moving out here close by but i think we'll just have to see how much work we actually have with the with the business and um
1: yeah, and I mean, I, I That's think kind of where it takes us. I, I think guess. the big thing for us too is schools, obviously, and we we're definitely in an area in Chicago that affords us kind of, I suppose, the lifestyle that we want, but at the same time, kind of the schools that our kids have the opportunity to attend, mm-hmm. um, and they're all great schools, uh, but also, I mean, the ability to go to the studio and hang out with everybody there and work together and collaborate together and have that type of environment is definitely important for us. Hmm. I mm-hmm. mean as you mentioned I mean going from the suburbs into the city you've done the opposite and it's just been life-changing for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think like that's that's TBD right now yeah. whether we move out here or yeah, not absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean at least having the ability to come out here and again like let the kids run around Get ticks, whatever it is, like just, <laughs> just all of that good stuff. Yeah. Jed's over they here watching it. his iPad, sitting in a. I
0: know, I'm like all sitting in major. some dirt, sitting, sitting in, a, in a dirt he pile. Like yeah. like, yeah. He would just like, "Mom,
1: like that." Even if you want to, if you want to have iPad time and you want to go out and you want to sit, at in least
0: have it in
2: a, a field. patch of fields. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So something that um, I thought of, I was just coming up with some questions was you know, starting a luxury brand and you guys obviously Kyle John Photography, you guys built that up. You started from nothing, right? You were just second shooting and, you know, obviously happened upon medium format film. Yeah. And that I think kind of propelled you into this other world. Yeah, of course. Um, Absolutely. Without a doubt. So, but you also had to build the brand that would support that. So can you talk a little bit about building up Kyle john photography into a luxury brand and then how that's going to translate into bear farms and how they've kind of influenced one another yeah
1: absolutely I mean it's it's definitely the I think I I just became in the very beginning I became more and more aware of I guess what those top tier venues and those top tier planners and those top tier photographers um, that were shooting celebrity weddings or shooting at these venues that I wanted to be at or Um, these states, these parts of California that I had always wanted to shoot at. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just kind of opened my eyes and listened and just became incredibly aware of what was being influenced and what was interesting and what was out there and um, just the styles that they were using and kind of tried to integrate that into um, how I felt when I saw that. So that style Hmm. of photography or those approaches or just kind of the the dreamy nature of film itself, um, and it's it's such a, I guess you could say like a niche item in that. Uh, a lot of planners do look at medium format film right now as this this luxury element of integrating into your brand, um, and seeing people using that and seeing kind of the way again they they utilize that tool itself. Of course sparked my interest i mean i thought Mm -hmm. to myself well god if i can be shooting at these places and i can be shooting with these types of clients and these types of planners then why why not try yeah um so at first when i was when i was starting with films specifically um and trying to build a i guess you could say luxury
3: brand um did you have that thought at first Uh, That you wanted to be in that top tier with... with, Yeah, I mean, I thought
1: thought to myself, I mean, and it's the same thing with this, like, there are people doing venues or building venues, and there are people that are obviously shooting all of us. I mean, we're all individually unique, and we all shoot our own product and have our own brands. Does it make anyone better than the other? No, of course it doesn't. But I think trying to propel yourself in a certain direction to attract your ideal client. Yeah. Um, And that was kind of the approach that I always took. Um, So first when I started shooting my own weddings, I mostly shot digital just because I wasn't confident (laughs) in the entire process. Um, And I was still building up obviously my workflow through weddings just as a digital photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started shooting uh, 35 millimeter film um, and then eventually started shooting with a medium format camera. But that was all for myself. Hmm. Um, and if I thought it was deliverable and I thought it offered a unique kind of gifting element to the client, cool, I would give that to them. Um, but I would never tell them that I was doing it before because I didn't want that expectation. Of yes. course, yeah. yeah. Um, so the more and more I started doing that, I, uh, I just realized a, I was becoming more confident in it. But if I set up the proper procedures, having an assistant, perhaps having another second sh- or second shooter, um, that. I'd make a go at it. So the moment I really started integrating that, and of course, I mean, my weddings to start with film, um, definitely were vastly different. I guess you could say aesthetically than they are now. Um, and I mean, that's the beauty of being a photographer, being an artist is that we're always evolving and we're always changing and we're always becoming better. Um, or at least, uh, offering up something different, I guess, than we did before. Um, so with that, the I feel like the more content I was creating and as that was kind of going on from year to year, we started, as Lynn mentioned, like we started doing styled shoots, which was uh, incredibly, I, I guess you could say popular thing at the point, but I mean, it was a way for you to design something and build it exactly how you wanted so that you could try to the attention or gain the attention from venues or other planners mm-hmm. um, and through that it really did help us because we were shooting in these really cool locations and um, definitely drawing interest from planners and from venues and through that we were able to start building a brand that had um, I guess a luxury element or a fine art element to it um, that those planners were looking for Yeah, um, and through that building pricing and starting to raise pricing and starting to work at, um, again, these places that I'd always dreamt of shooting at. And still, I mean, there's a billion places that I would love to still shoot, Mm -hmm. um, especially out in California. But I mean, it's just, again, that's the beauty of it. We get to kind of make it what we want to make it and then kind of build it from there um, and kind of drive that direction. But I don't know, I, I tend to not, I tend to not call—I guess myself a luxury photographer, but more of a fine art photographer. But again, I feel like that term is being so overused it's been now. Misused, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's just—I think for me, what I try to convey to the client is that I do something that, yes, is different than most, but at the same time, something that I'm incredibly passionate about because I—I I love film photography and I love the process and I love the way it. Uh, helps us slow down together and be aware of the light and the way that it's reflecting and all of that kind of stuff. Um, But again, to me, it's just, it's a tool that I'm lucky to use and something that really, I think kind of propels me to be a better photographer as a whole, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. And how does that translate now to bear farms? Cause obviously like with photography, a lot of it can be visual, but yeah. also client experience. Yeah. And it yeah. sounds like Bear Farms is really gonna lean heavily into client experience. Yeah. Um yeah. well, I think
2: in or at least how I feel is just um, you know, we really do want things to be sort of a slower experience, you know, like that uh people can come and it it'll be not just like this frantic uh let's get everything ready like let's uh get moving and um you know we're hoping that people will be able to come and just really like unwind and feel settled and just um yeah kind of have like that deeper meaningful experience and not only you know hopefully connect with us but also that um the vendors will be able to kind of like feel the same way like connect with each other and work together and I feel like over the years like how we've uh with how uh, Kyle's business started you know that's really been a huge part It's just been like connecting with um everyone that we've shot with or that we've worked with on style shoots or that he's worked with um on weddings and I've, I still feel to this day that like every time we have a wedding where you kind of just reach that magic point that you're like connecting with the client, you're connecting with people on site and, and people are able to just kind of like be in it and relax and have a good time. And, and everyone's excited about creating something that's unique or a little bit more than just your average wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, I always feel like that's really, really special. And, I'm I think that's really what we're hoping that we can kind of That this environment that we're creating, that that will just somehow (laughs) automatically foster that in a way. And I
1: think like kind of building a place that feels, again, like home or family or whatever it is. I mean, when you, you know, when you shoot a good wedding and just everyone is in sync and everyone's just like, Mm -hmm. it's a team and you just get it and you're happy to be there and. Everything is just firing on, on all cylinders. Um, but at the same time, because of that, it, it facilitates this just creative magic. Um, and I think having that and being able to kind of just build, build whatever we want. I mean, we, we get to, with the help of everybody else create this space that hopefully is so vastly unique and different from what's available. And I think, I think that's part of part of the funny thing, too, is you're you're getting all of this information from planners and all that kind of stuff. And some people are incredibly specific about what they think you shouldn't do. And I think to myself half the time, like half the time they've been like spot on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God, that's a terrible idea. But then other times I'm like, well, would it be the end of the world if we did do that? Hmm. Just because it's not being done doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that we shouldn't be doing it um but like in terms of the relationship between i guess Kyle John photography and Bear Farms um again using that network of everybody to just hopefully propel the weddings that are actually being booked <laughs> and really lean on everybody for that but at the same time i mean we were even talking in the car on the way here and saying like yes we want to be um financially stable and uh, bring in money so that we can continue to obviously support this place, but at the same time, build up the other fun things that we want to do, like making wine um, and building those facilities for that. Um, But at the same time, like having just vents that we're not charging anybody to come on the land and just saying, we want you to come here because we think it would be cool to collaborate and having more collaborative dinners or events or art installations or concerts or anything of the sort just because we want to do it Mm -hmm. and it's cool to hang and it's cool to do fun things and it's cool to just be creative together
3: Um, and by what you what you mean by it's cool is that you really enjoy that? Yeah. And yeah. I said cool about six times. I know. I I I'm, like, <laughs> but, I'm like, but but you're not trying to be cool. Like, no, that's, that's no, not no. you. No, I'm not. No, yeah. yeah. I'm like wearing you a just, just, sweaty Patagonia like, yeah, hat and yeah. some dirty yeah. boots. And I definitely yeah. have
1: about a pound of weeds in my boots as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's
0: something that I just thought of. I I, I mean, Hearing you talk, I know that you're very calculated in your risks, but you're willing to take them. Lynn, are you like risk averse? Are you like along for the ride? What's kind of your perspective on all this? Um ride?
2: well <laughs> a little bit of everything, How much
0: I guess. Time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a you right part, part of the session. <laughs> yeah.
2: Always turn a just, just ch- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> take a deep breath. <laughs> um Well, I mean, honestly, like this whole idea, uh, is, uh, is something that Kyle, um, kind of dreamt up and it took me a a while to feel like I was really on board with it. Um, but you know, like there's, you know, our, our whole story with like me moving here and, you know, it's like so long and, um, complicated. And I think, um, you know, it's kind of like brought us to this place that I think none of us really expected we would be at right now. And so it's, but I think we've always had this dream, even when uh, I was growing up, I always dreamt of like having a space that would kind of be a hub where um, people could have like uh, some sort of experience with culture, whether Mm. it's like art or music or um, food. Um, And and so, like, once I saw that this could potentially also be something that could house that dream, I really started feeling on board. And um, and I think, like, as, you know, I've had, I just had two babies. And so I feel like I had this long while, you know, my oldest is almost going to be five and uh, my, my youngest is two. And it, it just took me a while to, like, kind of... um you know, I was all absorbed in that for a while. And then that was like, all I could literally focus on, I felt like. And then, um, as I'm coming to this point where they're, they're bigger and I'm having more freedom, I feel like I'm, I'm feeling more, um, inspired and just, uh, excited about also having this more of a, like a career path or whatever you you call it. I don't really feel like this is a career path because (laughs) in a way it's just like this fun project (laughs) we're doing. And it's, you know, it's based on just pure dreaming basically. Um, And I think in terms of being a risk taker, I obviously moved here, you know, which was a huge deal. And, um, and I, I've always, you know, anything I have always wanted to do includes being uh, kind of like a dreamer and uh, not think too much about the realities of what's possible and what's <laughs> not. Um, so I think I've always been that type of person where Kyle is actually more. Uh, grounded in reality and what's like feasible at this moment. And I'm mm. more like, no, let's just like so, jump in a car and move to.
1: So we've always. California. Anytime, or <laughs> anytime we've always talked about going back to Denmark, I've just said like, I'll do whatever. I'm down to dream and I'm down to do anything. But my, my reaction is always, I think, because it's very financially based and that obviously needs to make sense. It's always been one of these scenarios that have been like, yeah, let's well, gr- great, let's do it. But um just we need to find a job and I need to find a job. And I think there's so many things that are, that are obvious about that. But at the same time, I think the element of taking risk in that isn't there for me. So sometimes I can be a risk taker, but at the same time, I tend to be more calculated, I guess, in those risks that I feel like we're taking. And to me, like as weird as it may sound this doesn't necessarily seem like a risk Hmm. which the amount of friends when we told them we were doing this or at least buying the property I mean everyone was naturally very uh curious with questions (laughs) to put it lightly but um I don't know I mean I just it's just never crossed my mind and I mean again as I said earlier maybe it's just the fact that we haven't actually started building that uh just makes me kind of calm at that at this point in time but I feel like just being out here draws that out of me as well and I think Mm -hmm. you as well and the kids and anybody who comes out here as well
2: yeah I mean I definitely feel like I had a serious like panic moment (laughs) after we signed on the property just to be honest yeah um but at the same time like every time I you know every time we meet with our architect or just meet with any uh, like other creatives that um also are living kind of the type of life that we are I feel like you're really it's just so encouraging and it's it's inspiring and um I feel like just being surrounded by those types of people that encourage you and like kind of don't think you're completely crazy always right. helps me because it is hard not to listen to people who are who worry a lot or who um uh, you know don't understand it totally. and um you know right now i definitely think for me I, that's what i need like i need not just for people's like uh pad my back or <laughs> <laughs> whatever but but um but just to you know have people who can see the potential also i think that really like helps yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, and I mean, another thing for that, that it really came down to for me was I don't want to sit at the end of my life and just think like, oh, it could have been all these things. Like we could have done all these different things and we didn't and we took the safe route all the yeah. time. Mm. Um, Like, I think we want to do something that uh, we believe in and that we... Um, just are excited about, and I really like this. This was what came up (laughs) when when we started thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's
1: there's potential beauty in in chaos, and I mean, some might Mm -hmm. think this is totally chaotic and crazy, but we firmly believe that what can become of this will be really beautiful and powerful and just special. I guess you could say.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's awesome, yeah, yeah. If you guys could think of one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's you know got big ideas wanting to take a risk but has a family and is trying to figure out like what do I do, what would you say?
1: I mean, just to start, do you want me to get it? What is no. it?
0: It's there's a little, worm on
2: a little my microphone, oh, it's just hanging out. <laughs> How did he get Ollie the up I don't there? I know, it's it's impressive. just don't flick him on
1: just let him be him or her or it. Oh, so when. We were in the like early stages of having children. That's when I decided to go full-time with photography. Okay. Um, Lynn was at home and we just, it was one of those things that I think we had just gotten to the point that I had wanted to do it full-time for so long. And I mean, it's the same story with everybody. I mean, probably you guys, I definitely know Eric as well. Um, but it just, it became evident that that was the direction that we needed to take. And I think there's a point in everybody's life that you find that path and you can continue on doing what you're doing, which is fine. But also you can take the risk, I guess you can say, and the amount of time that you have available to really develop your game plan will drive success. And I mean, we're all incredibly smart talented well some of us are smart i feel like i'm still trying to figure that out but <laughs> i feel like we're just we're we're capable humans and i think there's one thing keeping us from doing any of that that's fear yeah um yeah that's sorry i just wanted to say that before uh, you jumped in
2: yeah no i think that's a big part of it like not letting fear control you and thinking you're capable I also think as from a family perspective, like I stayed home with our kids and Kyle worked and, um, you know, worked on his business. And I think, you know, once you have kids, you obviously have to kind of sort of find that balance, you know, because someone has to take care of the kids, right? (laughs) you know, and, um, and you want, you, you want everyone to be happy and, and healthy and, um, I think just for us, that meant me staying home and Kyle really just putting everything into his photo business. And um, I would say like, you know, it's a lot of hard work. So if you're wanting to do something uh, like have your own business or like, you know, work as a creative somehow, you really just... I mean, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hours and it's a lot of unpaid hours Mm -hmm. too, you know. And like, even with um, Kyle, you know, once he has these more upscale weddings, I would say people don't really know how much work and effort it takes to, you know, a lot of people think, oh, the photographer's here, you know, and it's like these eight hours and that's all the effort (laughs) he puts in to this wedding. But really it's like, you know, maybe a year's process of like communicating with a client before like meeting up, having those meaningful interactions. And then like there's the wedding day or, you know, whatever. And then after that, there's all the editing and like right. delivering the the images. And, um, you know, so it, it really is a lot of uh, effort that you put in before. and. Yeah. You know, and you even do that even before you book a client. So sometimes you don't even get a reward. Yeah. I think
1: think the other thing too, like, I mean, knowing that you have to jump in one direction, but at the same time, knowing that you're going to work double the amount of hours you've ever worked in your entire life while trying to balance your family life and balance any social life that you might still have left. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, Building, building your community and building your network and finding people that, and I've, we've talked a lot about this lately, but finding the people that, A, you have the same passions, you're like-minded in a multitude of aspects, but at the same time, finding those people that you can climb the mountain together with, hmm. because a lot of times we're looking for the people that are up here. And those people already have the people that they've climbed the mountain with. And I mean, yeah, that, doesn't, such a great that doesn't mean you can't take risks and try to get up there with them. But finding the people that really just that you can just sync, sync up with. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, connect with. Yeah, the
3: connectors yeah. in your life. yeah, <laughs> That's huge. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. really huge. Yeah. Community is so key to just creative totally. success. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: it has to be. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's a little cutie. I guess it doesn't maybe not have to be. I, there's I'm sure there's some people that thrive in independence, but it's not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I and mean,
1: this this is the whole reason why yep. I joined you guys at Creative Club and yep. that's been a integral part for me. Just having it having conversations during a a winter period when we're all shut down for the most part. Yeah. When we're all hibernating and when we're typically all by ourselves. Um but being able to have a space like that where we can have those conversations. And really, I feel like a lot of the progress that we've made was because we were allowed to do that. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Anything? Yeah. You want something?
2: No, I think it, like another thing, I guess, if you want to go back to like the more family perspective, I think an important thing to remember when you're starting things are like you're in the, the throes of it is just uh yeah like appreciate each other as partners and like you know because there'll there'll be a lot of times especially you know when you have kids where one person has to work more than the other and like just kind of (coughs) accepting that and like seeing the value in in everyone's effort (laughs) to making your family and your business work at the same time you know like It's just as important that, um, you know, that one changes diapers as, you know, that one sometimes writes an email or, (laughs) you know, like to get to have that balance.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Yeah
0: awesome well i think sage is telling us we're done yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys so yeah. much this yeah. was really great thanks for coming thank out oh my gosh yeah. i i mean i know Love i speak for it both of us here
1: we'll do part yeah. two once we yes uh, maybe, oh my gosh. we'll do a continual yeah Please. maybe yeah. Sure. like halfway yeah. or when construction starts and yeah that sounds amazing we can kind of just follow the story along
0: yes yeah of course
1: how's that taste That tastes pretty good there sage yeah <laughs> awesome well thanks
0: guys (laughs) thank you you. yeah we'll definitely have you back
3: (laughs) boom peace that's it awesome
0: hey if you liked this or any of our other episodes jump on your phone or your computer right now and let somebody know we'd love if you tag us on social media and leave us a review on itunes so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week